Hello, barbarians. Rainy here, giving you a bit of an introduction to what you're about to hear or see if you're watching the video version. Cthulhu Confidential will be back, but I wanted to share this game with you so you can get familiar with the voices of our local game group. We ran a quick test game with our friends as a tech test for recording a group with game sound. Uh, it also got them used to using Zoom and Roll20 to play since that has not been our historical setup. We played Lightless Beacon, but a very rules light and sometimes rules wrong version, since my focus was on getting everything working and making sure everyone was comfortable. So yes, I know I said the wrong thing for no rules, don't at me. I needed to keep things moving rather than pausing to check rules and help everyone get in the swing of things. Enjoy our very informal playthrough of The Lightless Beacon. So, in your Roll20 screen, um, as you can see, we're playing the Lightless Beacon scenario, um, which was a one of the Greg Day ones. Uh, on your far left are some buttons that allow you to interact with the tabletop in different ways. You shouldn't be required to use any of those for this, but you can play around with them as you like. Um, the main area I'll usually refer to as the tabletop, but sometimes it's a map or whatever, you know, it's a thing. And on the right side, is where your chat and everything is. So we'll kind of go through those tabs really quickly. Uh, first tab on the right side is your chat tab. That's where your dice rolls will show up. The next one of interest is your journal tab. That's one that looks like a newspaper. Right now, you should be able to see an investigators folder with three characters inside, which we will get into in a little bit. Don't worry about them yet. Uh, but any handouts I give you will also show up in here. And then I think as far as other stuff goes, the last tab, the gear looking one is your settings. Um, feel free to adjust stuff as needed so that you have enough real estate on your screen. We do not need to use Roll20 for like audio or video or anything. So you can just disable all that bullshit as desired. But yes. Oh, and then your little zoomy scroll bar is kind of on the right side of the tabletop, so you can adjust it based on what we're looking at so that you can see everything. But that is it. That's basically it. Um, since we're doing Call of Cthulhu, it has native character sheets in Roll20, so you just click on what you want to use and it tells you what happens. It's very simple. Um, as things happen, we'll talk about some of the more specific rules, like if we have an issue with sanity or something like that, we'll talk about it when it happens, but otherwise we'll keep it pretty basic. But uh, the only thing I'd say about Call of Cthulhu for those that are less familiar or those that haven't played in a while, um, in Call of Cthulhu, because we're playing standard Call of Cthulhu, not pulp or anything like that, this is a game where you are normal ass people uh, in a very scary world. And so, it's not, there is combat in the game, but the game is not based on combat encounters. It's based on investigation and hopefully not dying, but it's a one shot. So, you know, you do you, I'm into it, whatever you want. <laughs> um, the way that we're going to handle this is I have the three main character sheets are up for grabs. And when we start the game, we'll get into those. I have one reserved for Rich, should he arrive before we finish the scenario. Um, 
And so if he pops in, we'll just take a couple minutes to get him set up. But otherwise, you should be able to be fine with these three. Um, you know, you'll have all the skills you need, I guess I should say. I shouldn't say you should, will be fine because that's not guaranteed. Um, but you know, that's how it works. So let's get started. I suppose I should start with some appropriate noises. All right, April 12th, 1926, 8.15 p.m. Let me just sound, there we go. The Beacon Island Lighthouse off the shore of Folly Point has ceased to cast its light over the region's dangerous rocky waters as of about 15 minutes ago. As a result, the Essex County, a mixed passenger and cargo vessel on which you are all traveling to Rockport, Massachusetts, has foundered on the rocks and incurred considerable damage to the hull. The ship is sinking. The crew hurries you towards one of the many small rowboats acting as the ship's lifeboats. As they load you in, they tell you your best bet is to aim for Beacon Island. They don't think that you can make it all the way to the mainland because there's a storm coming in, but you should have just enough time to make it to the island before the storm hits. Without another word, they shove you off into the dark, churning waters, and all you have to guide you is the small light shining at the base of the lighthouse's towering silhouette. All right, so that being our setup, you don't meet in a tavern, you meet in a lifeboat, basically. Switch us over to open ocean here. We'll leave that on for a bit. On your journal tab, there are three investigators. Um, you all will be able to talk to each other and decide who's gonna be who. But we have an antiques dealer, um, someone who is currently a legit business person, but was not always so. We have a bureau agent who is investigating some goings on in the area and has a contact that they're supposed to meet, which is why they're traveling to Rockport. And then we have a marine biologist, someone finishing up their research paper on the marine ecology of the area. So feel free to click on those and dig around in their skills and see which one sounds interesting to you. And then you guys decide who's gonna be who. And we'll go from there. All right, all right. I would like to invite uh, you guys to pick first. Um, so just as a guest right, so to speak. Um, so feel free to choose amongst yourselves unless one of y'all's choices is like i really want to play whoever's left over i'm like okay cool you know that's that's a viable <laughs> choice you know <laughs> but but as a courtesy for thank you for joining us um yeah feel free to pick first i was like why isn't it bringing up all the different uh, characters when I click on them, and it's because it did, but they lap, you know, they layer on top. Um, so you have to, like, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a uh, good observation. You can also um, pop them out into their own window, but that has its own concerns. Rainy knows more about this stuff than I do. Uh, they for won't this game, it shouldn't if you pop them out. cause any problems because we're not dragging anything from the compendium. So if you want to pop them out into a separate window so you can look at everything you can, it's just that little double boxy window uh, button on the left, I think. Huh. None of these folks are, are named. That is true. Ah. You will have to name and gender them when you, you choose gotta, their character. Okay. Okay. All right. That's cool. All of the characters yep. are useful um, since they're all specifically designed for this scenario. So you don't have to worry about having useless skills. <laughs> you should be fine no matter what you choose. Just if you have one that seems interesting, go for it. Y'all have to be one of them, so. And I don't wanna, I don't wanna put you on the spot, Rainy, but uh, if there are any questions about a uh, skill or similar, um, you know, feel free to ask away. If there are any questions, I do have the rule book right here. So. I feel like you kind of have the rule book right here too. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's been a while since we played Call of Cthulhu, but I do know it decently well. It's been a while, <laughs> for real. <laughs> any uh, any preference, bud? I'm looking at the uh, marine biologist or the bureau agent. I can't. I can't choose. Well, I'll take the marine biologist and make it easy. Sweet. All right. There All you right. go. So, <laughs> Courtney is the bureau agent. Now I can uh, make fish puns. Jesse is the marine biologist. <laughs> if you like that, then you'll love what happens if you suffer a bout of insanity. Uh, <laughs> I'm at Do I get to swim with the fishes? <laughs> Santiago with the antique stealer. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to um, pop up a bunch of token options just so we have an idea of what your temporary one-shot character looks like. Uh, let's see here. Boop. Um, you may claim one that pleases you and just move it over to the other side of the page so I know that's what you're taking. And then I'll set up your character <laughs> sheet so y'all have a person. And then think about a name and a gender that suits you so I know how to refer to your character. I mean, that bottom and left dude peaks. <laughs> I know, he's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> se se <laughs> second second uh row uh mm -hmm. second from the left. 
that lady just looks a million percent <laughs> over your shit. <laughs> Sad enough. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. I wonder if I could be that like ten-year-old newsboy antiques dealer. <laughs> yeah, if you want to. <laughs> this is your life. You you live it. Live it how you want to live it. You got Amelia for Earhart as long as there. it lasts. Yeah. So how do you interact with this thing? Oh, uh, let's Him? see. Are you on token view? But child, probably not. All right. Um, are you? <laughs> what are you trying to do? And I could probably help you. Because you said to grab one and move it. Yeah, I think or... they should be on the token layer. Let me make sure that everyone can use these things. Oops. Um. Boop. Oh, so I have to change it one by one. If you want to just uh -huh. ping it, then I can assign it to you if you want to. Or tell me which one, like, row column. I don't care. Because they might not be movable until I give you control of them. I just can control everything. Oh, you want the, yeah. you want the old man? Yeah. I want to be an old man. <laughs> I'll assign <laughs> your... Old man green undergrad... Or grad student. <laughs> hey, you went back to school. It's all right. Yeah, continuing education, motherfucker. Yep. All right. Um, do you have a name yet? Or are you still thinking? I'll be this guy. Oh, that's a good one. Especially for a, yeah. like a shady antique stealer. I think that's not bad. I think I want this guy. Oh, yeah. Like, he looks like a bureau hair. agent. Oh. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. Girl, very, girl mustache. Sort of action here. All right. I have a first name for this dude. Because uh, okay. he's awesome. Names are the worst. So his name, his first name is Klaus. I have a name generator <laughs> if you need it as well. Um, all right. So just so you know, when you have your character sheet open, if you're on the character sheet tab, you can switch to edit mode mm -hmm. and change your character name. Beautiful. And I will update oh. this one. Okay, okay. Oh. Shit, how can I resist? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <please. laughs> All right. I have come up with a full name. Good old Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It went to see. I got his full name picked. I saw it. Now, so. <laughs> I don't approve. But it's fine. <laughs> Uh, go to edit. Yeah. I wonder. And then just don't forget to turn off edit mode before we yeah. continue because then it will fuck you up for rolling later. Mm. Gotta lock it. 
it's like <laughs> editing your UI and wow, you go to click a button and fucking drag it across your screen yeah. instead. Like, God damn it. <laughs> now, now where the fuck did it go? <laughs> uh, it's funny. Carl Fuchs. <laughs> <laughs> Klaus. Klaus, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Oh, Carl probably Fuchs, <laughs> too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Carl gets down. Carl. <laughs> yeah, man. Carl is my cousin. <laughs> nice. Okay, okay. Your character sheet. There is a a little sub tab for backstory that will have information on why you were traveling and things you might be looking for or doing if you want that as a role-playing hint. But otherwise, it's a one-shot. Oh, yeah. If you decide not to get too deep into your character background, that's okay, too. Uh, oh, that's you know, It's, like, not a big deal. But basically on this character sheet, how things work. If you click on the name of something, you'll roll it. Um, it's a D100 system, and your goal is to roll under or meet the score that you're assigned in order to be successful. Um, that's the basics of it. We don't have to get too crazy with it yet, so you can tell anything with a bigger number is something you are better at and more likely to succeed on. Um, yeah, that's that's the basics. But before we go any farther, we must see how lucky each of you are. So, on the little chat thingy, I'm going to put this papel. Um, you want to roll 3d6 times 5 to determine your starting luck value. And we'll talk a little bit about luck. Oh, dang. All right, all right, all right. Okay. So you may, on your character sheets, change your luck score, which should kind of be blank with that default ghost to 50 to whatever it is you rolled. And luck is kind of on the right side of the sheet towards the top. It is about time I've had a bout of good luck. Please tell me you're doing that voice the whole time. I'm going to try, but voices are difficult. (laughs) Godspeed, sir. All right, so luck can come up in a couple of ways. In certain scenarios, we just want to know if you're lucky enough for something to happen, in which case you can roll luck just like you would any of your other skills. You want to roll underneath that value that you rolled. Otherwise, if a roll doesn't go the way you want it to, in most cases, you can spend your luck point for point to improve your roll. Um, But we will get to that as you start failing um, so that you know how that works. But like I said, the three of you, Rasmus, Klaus, and Vernon, were shoved onto a little rowboat and told to burn it for that island to try to survive as the ship that you're on is sinking on the rocks because the lighthouse is not lit and they were not able to avoid the dangerous waters of this area. Um, There is a small light on, though, at the base of the lighthouse. So that's kind of what you're using as your waypoint 
as you make your way towards Beacon Island. So I'll give you an idea of what that looks like. We'll go to the area map here. So y'all were headed south uh, down the coast of Massachusetts and you were going to Rockport, which is over here, but you got stopped basically right here. So right over Folly Point, here's Beacon Island and your ship hit rocks just, just north of that. So your goal was to make it around to Rockport, but you did not. So right now you're trying to make it to this little island just off the coast of Folly Point. You are rowing and being carried by waves in your little rowboat. Um, and you feel the bottom of the rowboat hit something hard. I would like, um, let's see. Actually, I'll give you a choice or you can roll both. Yeah, let's roll both. Everyone can roll a spot hidden, Santi's favorite skill in Call of Cthulhu. And everyone can roll a no roll, which um, is confusing, but it's just your uh, intelligence. So you need both of those is what you're saying. Yeah, you're going to roll both things. All right. <laughs> yes, this is not surprising. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you said Spot hidden, hidden and, and intelligence. Your intelligence. Yeah. Um. Oh. <laughs> hard success. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Doing it hard. The so two of you are successful on your intelligence, and two of you are successful on your spot hidden. Uh, cool. All right. So if you. No matter what, you can identify, even in the dark, kind of stormy waters, that what you've hit is something metal. If your intelligence roll was successful, you get the idea that this metal is probably part of a ship that also wrecked around here, although you don't recall hearing of a wreck happening in this area. If your spot hidden roll is successful, you notice that there's no identifying marks on the piece of metal, um, but there aren't a lot of barnacles or deterioration or anything. So this looks like a relatively new piece of wreckage. All right, does anyone have pilot boat that they would like to try to roll? Um, navigate and throw track oh I do have pilot boat but it's not very high it's all the way in the lower right for me under additional skills oh yep there it is all right mine's 21 I have so boaty. okay mm-hmm. marine biologist boating skills mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that does make sense but none of us know each other so oh sorry go ahead do they what was it do they clam what the hell do they do out 
oyster oh, this way. Uh, 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 what's the unskilled labor rich was doing Crabs? Oh. Fishing but crabs. <laughs> Scratching crabs. That's only yeah. after a, a night in port. That, no, they were uh, doing something that involved shucking, right? Shucking something. Yeah, so yeah, it had to oysters. be clams or oysters. Clams. Let's go with clam. Clam chowder. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So he did, uh, did a lot of unskilled labor as a, <laughs> as a clam <laughs> shucker. <laughs> <laughs> Picked up a little bit on the old island skill. Nice. Keep your balls a tug, clam shucker. Well, I will tell you, if y'all would like to avoid swimming the rest of the way to the island, then someone would have to successfully do a pilot boat roll to dislodge the rowboat from this metal wreckage. I think that Klaus would speak up most vehemently upon a collision with this debris and exclaim in um, quite automated fashion, my impromptu friends, I must tell you that I have some skill in piloting a boat. If you would prefer that I attempt to navigate us around this obstacle. You see, I don't know that you have pilot yeah, yeah, yeah. boats, so or that you're a marine biologist. You're just a couple of just fucking old dudes. Guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> some old guy and some <laughs> mustache need, guy. <laughs> I need to make sure that everyone is aware that no matter what the token looks like, all of you find this Rasmus character to be incredibly attractive. Um, so oh, yeah. just so you know, I forgot about that. That's awesome. <laughs> he's the hot. Oh, he's got man. that. He's like a cute old man that yeah. you just trust. Uh, yeah, you just what, he, what's his face? Was that you want actor? to protect him um, with your life? You're like, oh. <laughs> he, he's uh, shit. Who? I, how am I blanking on this dude's name? He was he was the cowboy in Big Lebowski, and he's oh, he's your old Sam. cowboy, Sam something. Sam. Yes, him. Yes. Elliot. Sam Elliott. Thank you. Yeah. Holy shit, Sam Elliott. God yeah. damn, Amy. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, yes. He, he looks like Sam Elliott. Where yeah. he's, like, he's hot, know. clam shucking Sam Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> not into dudes, and I mean, I don't have daddy issues or anything, but uh, I mean, you, you can know, appreciate a Sam Elliott. Like I can, man, yeah. I can appreciate <laughs> where they're coming from. Yeah. <laughs> So I've thrown my hat in the ring as a boat pilot, but um, <laughs> see if I can get a voice going here. <laughs> and then no like... pressure. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, hey there. Oh, I'm hi. just a little hot Samuel here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I put a number of years in on the sea, so I reckon I could try to get us around this if you want. I'll look uh, look him up and down and notice the stout woolens and the indentations in the sweater from those like coveralls that people who typically man a boat wear. And uh, Klaus will say, Mm, yes, very well. 
I suppose you may be better suited to such an endeavor than I. And uh, shimmy around way out of the way of the uh, can get a fucking nautical here, the tiller or whatever the fuck is on a lifeboat. <laughs> the steery McGiblets of the it's a of the boat. You have oars. <laughs> oh, okay. I probably wasn't oaring and oaring rowing in the first place. Then. <laughs> just clutching my leather valise to my chest. With my... Is it just? Oh, is it just the three of us on this boat, or are there others? Nope, it's a small rowboat. They had a number of them on the ship, um, and the three of you got pushed into this one, and then basically tossed off the sinking ship. You all right with that? <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> Says Vernon, cleaning his gun and not paying attention. <laughs> yes, the agent who allows things. <laughs> Just staring at the ocean, paranoid as hell. <laughs> staring into the briny depths. <laughs> now that I've talked it up, I'll go ahead and fail this one. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Well, dust off this swim skill. <laughs> so this yeah. is a great time to talk about um, pushing a roll. So you can choose to fail it, in which case the rowboat will be stuck here just off the shore of the island and you'll have to swim the rest of the way, but the boat will be intact should, for some reason, I don't know why in this game you might want an intact boat at some point. Hmm. Otherwise, if you push the roll, it means you roll again if you succeed, you succeed. If you fail, then in this case, um, the rowboat will suffer damage from the metal and not be usable later should you need it. It's up to you. We should probably try to keep it intact. I feel like we might need to get to this island, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. You're going to get to the island either way. It's a matter of, do you want to swim and leave the boat here, kind of stuck on this metal, or do you want to try again to dislodge it, knowing you could damage it if you fail? Hmm. I mean, I didn't come here to not sink a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah. Oh, God. <laughs> what have you done? You have done this all. <laughs> All right. So But I'm adorable. <laughs> a great, impressive and adorable heave. The old man pushes against the metal and there's a horrible crunching, ripping, scraping sound as water starts to rush in through the hole in the rowboat and you all start swimming for shore. Just so we can see how um hilarious or impressive your swimming is, why don't we go ahead and roll swim, just for funsies. This is an unfortunate turn of events. I suppose we will have to swim for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> oh, 
no. So you fucked up the boat on purpose so you could, like, you know, show off. Yeah, do like the butterfly to the lighthouse. Dolphin, yeah. Yeah. Dolphin leaping over there. (laughs) And come back for someone. You fucking side stroke all around all of you. (laughs) (laughs) And I think part of it, too, is that um, Rasmus probably knows as soon as it happens, like, oh shit. I've wrecked this boat. We better start swimming for it. Maybe didn't communicate that to the rest of the group. You know, it just starts swimming. And you're good at swimming. So this isn't difficult for you. The rest of you are flailing about in the, the choppy waters. Um, I would assume Klaus is trying to keep the valise dry. Um, it's not working out very well for you. You would assume um, correctly. I'm just swimming also, with my gun above yeah. the waves. <laughs> right. Doggy paddling but, with one hand, gun the other. Um, a floor-length but, leather overcoat is also not doing me any favors. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but you all do eventually make it to a little, a small dock on the north side of the island. Um, some of you coughing up seawater as you get there. Uh, one of you seeming just fine, wringing out your woolen sweater, your aged pecs flexing in the moonlight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says in the scenario. I don't know what to tell you. Look at um, my Iggy Pop up there. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. All... Stupid, sexy rest. <laughs> <laughs> The rest of you can't even be mad at him at this point. It's just, you know, it's whatever. It's like, what do you expect? The main ship sank. It only stands to reason this boat would also be faulty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not your fault. It's made, wherever they made it, they didn't do a good job. Yeah. Uh, Yes, blaming the engineering is the last refuge of the incompetent. But as you get to shore and kind of collect yourselves, you do still see kind of central to this small rocky island, the towering form of the lighthouse unlit um, and the kind of lighthouse cottage and service buildings that are around it. And again, as I noted, there does seem to be at least one light on in the building at the base of the lighthouse. So, I suppose we should get over there, but let me see what's here next. Bloop, bloop, bloop. The goddamn Motel uh, 6 out there. <laughs> Let's go ahead and switch that we're not in the open ocean anymore. Yep, right. Maybe your uh, your cousin Tom Bodet is the one who left the light on for us. Right. We <laughs> can <laughs> go get some, some warm stew and hot tea. So we might convalesce in peace, have a quiet evening while we await rescue. So seems plausible. Yeah, it's absolutely an, an idea. Um, you can see from where you are at the little pier, there is a narrow dirt path hemmed in by long grass. Um, you can hear like the faint churning of machinery um, in the direction of the lighthouse. Um, but yeah, it would be just south of you if you wanted to head that way. Does anyone have mechanical or electrical repair? I have mechanical repair. 
You may roll that should you desire to see what you might glean from the sound of machinery. If I have both, can I roll both? Or is that <laughs> double dipping? Um, I would say you can choose the one that you would like to roll if you have both. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Klaus knows Well that. done. <laughs> yes. Vernon, you recognize this sound as an active electric generator. So there's definitely power of some kind on the island. And it seems to be on. I can give you a, a basic map of the island should you want to kind of venture around it. There you go. And that's where y'all start up there. So, you know, if you want to let me know where you're headed, what you want to do, it's not Dungeons and Dragons. You can split up. You can throw each other into the ocean. You know, always up to you how you want to handle this. So we can see the faint light in a, an outbuilding uh, is what we know. Okay. So, so we can roll the ability off of someone yeah. else's Jesse rolled sheet. as me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I did give you all access to all the character sheets. I can lock it down, though, if... Oh, I just had the wrong one open. Naughty children. <laughs> 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 but yeah. Um, like. And... Just to answer the light question, you do see a light coming from Class this blasting. cottage. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a cottage. Excellent. So okay. the setup of the lighthouse, just to give you an idea, I mean, it's kind of like my lighthouse here. So there is a cottage building attached to the lighthouse where typically the people or person who works the lighthouse lives and then they can access the lighthouse to do maintenance and such should they need to like that little kids game that you'd play with your hands with the the church and the steeple and the doors and all that shit like yeah okay sure Fair enough yep mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool story nerd <laughs> all right so uh but as you can see, like, there is that path. If you follow the path, you're going to get to that cottage building first. But you can certainly explore or look around. Or do whatever else you want to do. This island full of mysteries and wonder and certainly no danger. So do what you like. So it'll be time for exploring later. We should get dry first. I will make my way to that cottage and inquire after some assistance, Klaus says, pointing at the uh, the light at the cottage, and then starts walking towards it. That's where Klaus is going. He's cold, wants to get dry. Seems reasonable. Yeah, I'm going to. I think I know a guy here. <laughs> I know a guy. Revealing some information. All right, so as you all make your way towards the cottage building, um, you notice that the reason the light is so easy to see is actually because the door is slightly ajar and light pours out from inside. Um, on either side of the door, you can see a window. 
uh, thin curtains are drawn over both. Um, but again, there is a light shining through the window on the left side of the door. Um, you notice that the path does continue around to the back of the lighthouse, should you want to keep going. Um, does anyone want to roll spot hidden? And all of you can. It's not like only one person has to do it. But, you know, if you, like, fumble somehow, I guess I have to make something happen to you. But otherwise, everyone can try. I, of course, want to roll spot hidden. I always want to roll spot hidden. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um... It's gross and muddy out here. Um, You can see that there is, just like the workers on the ship told you before they shoved you into a boat, there's a storm rolling in. Um, But Rasmus, probably because you're more accustomed to these kind of conditions, you do note in the mud outside of the door of this cottage, there are animal-like footprints in front of the door. those are kind of covering up um, normal, like, boot prints that are underneath. Looks like we got some wildlife out here. Wildlife, you say? Like a natural world or perhaps science of some kind role? Perhaps some zoology? Is that zoology a, is a great skill to use. Fucking... Oh, man. I will tell you a hard success is what is needed to get all of the details. Oh, don't mind well, if I look do. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have what I'm having. <laughs> all right. So at first glance, these animal, small animal footprints look duck-like. Um, but they're definitely not normal. There's something unusual about them. It makes you think this could be an unidentified species. Just based on the toe pattern. Interesting. These, uh, these look familiar and yet somehow different. As so, you're examining uh, the footprints, I will say that the storm is starting to move in. The rain is picking up. It's starting to like have those, you know, those big punchy drops that are like, ew. And you realize that if you wanted to follow the trail made by these footprints, it could be lost as the storm gets going because these are going to get washed out. But For now, at least, you know, direction-wise, they do seem to continue down this path away from the cottage. Um, But up to you if you want to return to them later or try to follow them now. Split the party. Split Split the party. (laughs) 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 No, definitely Klaus is going inside. How deep are the... Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Oh, how how deep do the footprints seem to be? Like, does this seem like a heavy beast? Um, the uh, the creature footprints are not as deep in the mud as the human boot prints are, so they do seem lighter. 
<laughs> well, I don't know if these are going to get washed out with the storm, so I kind of, you know, a little interested. <laughs> Scientific reasons and such whatnot. <laughs> Vernon's going to cock his gun or whatever. I don't know anything about guns. I'm down. Let's go hunt some endangered species. It might be delicious. All the beasts of the sea are here for us to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, a hot I mean, take from a marine biologist. For Rasmus, <laughs> at, at, in the 1920s, I think you know all you need is a carcass in order to claim it as a as a discovery. So, Hell yeah. <laughs> surely, if you needed to shoot it and or eat part of it, I mean, this is just nature. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I'm sure none of you are concerned that one of the people in your group just has a gun out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 1926 America. You can buy, like, That's literally buy a machine Sears gun catalog. from the Sears catalog <laughs> yeah. and just have the mailman deliver it to your house. That's true. So, and leave it on your porch like it's a fucking cell phone case from Amazon. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know. <laughs> All That's right. That's pretty cool. Well, I have to. Let's see here if I can remember how to do this. Uh, um, I'm not sure. I think. Can I do it this way? I know there's a way I can just move one person and I never remember how to do it because no one ever splits the party. Uh, ooh, I think I can do it this way. Hold on. Oh. Ha! Yes! I did it! Alright. So, Rasmus and Vernon, <laughs> you decide to try to follow the footprints. So, I'm sure you're discussing the logistics of that and starting to look around for more tracks while Klaus tired of being cold and wet <laughs> with a wet valise walks inside the cottage uh santiago you to can enjoy see... chasing off after that duck let me know what you find <laughs> can you see i will establish a fire here yes i can okay so la, la, la. i will say yeah you tend the hearth <laughs> somebody has to um, you can see the little cottage layout here. The main door that you're opening is the hallway, and then there are rooms laid out on either side of it. There is no light on in the hallway currently, but the door to your left is slightly open, and you can see light coming out from that room. So the one right here. Okay. Then, there is a light oh. in the hallway should you want to try to turn it on. I mean, that's always up to you, but there is no light on currently. Sure. Yeah. Let's flick the, uh, flick the switch. Flick, flip, whatever. You pull the <laughs> <Hit>. chain <laughs> that hangs from the, the bare light bulb in the hallway. Um, no, it's a, and you can see that near the door, there is a set of hooks. Um, there is like coat hooks, basically. 
there's a oil skin hanging from one of the hooks and two pairs of galoshes and a shallow tray beneath the coat hooks. Um, you can see there's a pair of like shoes, like normal indoor shoes sitting next to the tray. Um, and you can see that there are oil lanterns hanging from hooks next to the oil skin, but an empty hook as well, suggesting one lamp may be missing. Hmm. Okay. So there's some oil lamps there. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I, I know you just said like two seconds ago, but when I flick the switch to the lights come on, I missed that part. Yeah. When you pull the chain, the, the electric light comes on, but you can see that there are like oil lamps on the hooks. Mm. Um, one seems to be missing from its spot if they were set up. Okay. To- in such a All way. right. I'll grab one of those oil lamps for sure. Okay. What I'd like to do is find a nice hearth to tend <laughs> and a fire to warm up next to and dry off. Well, I, like I said, there is a light on in the room to the left of you, um, or at least okay. light coming from that room. But, you know. Yeah. That's the first room I'd check out for sure. All right. Can you roll spot hidden for me? Yes. So close. <laughs> Do you want to spend four luck to make that a success? Mm, yes. All right. Reduce your luck by four, please. Reduce your luck by four. All right. Reduce your luck right in the face. <laughs> All right. Reduce your butt. <laughs> I will come back to you. I want you to remember that you have a success on your spot hidden roll can do. All right, let me head back outside over here. All right, so for the two of you looking for these animal footprints, uh, if you could roll track for me, that would help me figure out how well you can follow them. God damn, I can't roll. I can't (laughs) see anything. Where am I? (laughs) Just just shooting into the trees. (laughs) Wonderful. Uh, yeah, it looks like Verdon's the better tracker out of you two as well. So <laughs> I will say, um, hmm. if you want to push the roll, so Courtney, if you want to try rolling again, if you succeed, you will track the prince. If you fail, I'll say that in your attempt to follow the tracks, you accidentally step in them and muck them up, making them unfollowable. That's not so bad. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. All right, do it. Roll it again. Just roll again. Yep. Hell yeah! There Hell yeah! <laughs> so what I like about this game is it's like, just roll it again, but it could go worse, right? So, <laughs> right. Instead of just not being successful. All right, so in this case, you uh, note that you can kind of find where the tracks pick up again, almost like there was a little hop between them or something like that. There's a little gap. And you see that they go towards the thicket of um, foliage that is towards the back of the lighthouse. I'm going to point at that thicket. And I'm going to say that they're in there. I'm going to convey that information <laughs> to a stupid, sexy old man. Fair. Fair enough. 
Well, all right. To the thicket, then. But I think you seem to be better, uh, <laughs> better equipped to be following these, but I'm all right with uh, following your lead. So I'm going in front. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> All, right. All right, I'm going in the thicket. <laughs> Doing it up. So, uh, let's see. I'm like or actually, oh, can mm-hmm. we like listen and see if I can hear anything in the thicket before I just go rushing in? Yeah, you can use either listen or spot hidden, depending on how you want to keep your situational awareness. Well, I can't, my hearing's not so great. Um, so I'm gonna try to spy in. Yeah, too much time at the gun range. Your mm-hmm. hearing's all shot. Yeah. You're a little, I mean, almost paranoid in the way that you're looking around so much and pointing your gun at everything. Um, <laughs> But you are looking to see if there's any signs of of life or movement in this area. And especially with the wind coming in with the storm, all of the like bushes and trees are definitely moving around. Um, You do feel like you see a little bit of scurrying in the underbrush, but it looks like small animals, Um, but nothing that you can really make out clearly. So, do you want to go in these thickets? Do you want me to go in these thickets? There might be wildlife in there. Well, I imagine there is, but uh, worst case, that means we got supper. <laughs> go ahead. I'm going to gesture in the thicket. <laughs> Let's see. What do I have on me? <laughs> I've got a scalpel? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> let's roll into the thicket. There's going to be dinner in there. <laughs> All right. So looking where Vernon has pointed out, um, where the tracks pick back up, you can see them pretty clearly in the the thicker mud of this area and you're following them into the underbrush Um, and you're seeing more clearly too these boot prints it looks like with the way that they're layered the uh, person in the boots was walking in this direction and the creatures whatever they were were following because their footsteps are their footprints are on top of the boot prints Um, and as you continue forward following the tracks you see uh, First, a shattered lantern, and then a human corpse. The body is a bloody mess. His innards have been dragged from his body. He's been slashed and trampled, smushed into the muddy dirt of this area, and it looks like he died recently. I'll be right back for you. Let me see what's going on in the cottage over here. Mm, Yes, quite. All right. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, Santiago. Klaus is inside. He's turned lights on. He made his spot hidden roll. 
So as you turn on the light, you're noticing the missing lantern, that there are, you know, boots in the boot tray, basically, um, house slippers next to the boot tray. Um, and looking down the hallway, you do note that there are, get into the hallway, um, two bullets lodged in the floor of the hallway up in front of you. Mm. There appear to be two bullets lodged in the hallway in front of me. <laughs> if you have um, the firearms handgun skill, you could roll that. Otherwise, it'd be an intelligence roll if you wanted to learn more about I mean, I should have rolled intelligence, but with a roll like that, it doesn't matter. Critical success. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> how these are lodged into the floor here, looking down the hallway, it kind of looks like someone shot in this direction towards the front door from the steps. Um, leading towards the lighthouse proper. So, from, like, back here. Yeah. Kind of looking at the uh, little grooves or something that they left and the angle and that the splinters are wedged up or something like that. You can kind of calculate a quick trajectory determine that the shots came from the steps leading to the lighthouse proper. Yep. And you're all alone in here right now. All alone. Yes. Looking for a fireplace. I will yeah, say that all I have the, on. <laughs> the door to your left is open. That's where the light's coming through. All the other doors in this hallway are closed, despite what the map okay. looks like. Yeah. All I have on me is a screwed up letter from an old acquaintance and one of those jewelers like things yeah, you know you're ready for action <laughs> the little thing you screw into your eye to appraise a diamond or whatever <laughs> a jeweler's right not, not a loop <laughs> yeah like <laughs> not, not like a loop you know like you hold it up and look through it but like i want to say like one of those things that you see people like wedge into their yeah, their it. eye and and look through yeah um so uh yeah i'll, I'll proceed with caution but standing in the doorway isn't gonna do me any good so I think I'll bust a left into that first room, which, unbeknownst to Klaus, is a study. It's true. All right. So you walk into the study, noting that there are three armchairs kind of towards the center of the room. Like, it's where people would hang out and talk to each other after a long day. Um, you can see that there is another door leading to the next room from this one. Um, and you can see that there are two desks. One seems to be a, have various like drawing or painting implements around it and on it. The other is a roll top sort of writing desk.
the forensics notwithstanding, I think that I'm uh, still on the grind for a nice, warm place to to post up with a comforting fire, you know, maybe mm-hmm. to soothe my troubled mind given the day's events. I can't deal with any more drama right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So Saves the drama back? for your nana. Into the hallway, or are you going through the other door in here? I'll, I'll go through the other door here to see what's uh, what's in that next room. Because I know what's in the hallway, you know? I don't right. know what's in here. Sure, sure, sure. I'll just put this here for you. I mean, Let me I know, this. but Klaus doesn't know. Uh, we'll put this on that layer. Okay. Uh, yep, perfect. All right, so you open the door, and it's clear that this next room is a kitchen. Um, there is, are dirty plates and a sauce pot in the sink, because apparently I live here. Um, there is a table with three chairs. There are three doors, the one you came through, one leading back towards the hallway, and one leading outside. Um, and, you know, a small wood-fired stove. You're like, sweet, success. There's warmth in this room. Um, a steaming kettle sits on the stove. And you see a chair broken on the floor and a small pool of blood on the floor beside it. I'll come back to you in just a moment. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that just disturbing? Is it, though? Is it? All right. For those of you outside um, who have just found a real messed up body, because that's what you do when you're outside in Call of Cthulhu. Um, I will have you both roll sanity um, to determine um, how this affects you. Sanity is one of your main skills, so it's there at the top. Ooh. Well, that's unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) For Vernon, this actually makes sense. We'll get to that in a second. So, um... Rasmus, uh, can you roll 1d4 plus 1 for me? What in tarnation? <laughs> oh, yeah. Alright, so Rasmus, you take um, 4 nope. points of sanity loss. So that just oh. reduces your sanity score by 4. So it's not out of this number, it's just you have that number. Yeah. Okay, cool. Your sanity can also go up from here, but yeah, that's where you're currently at. So as um, this number goes down, it, it gets harder, harder and harder. Yeah. To, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. All right. And then Vernon, uh, let's see. Uh-huh. You failed your sanity roll initially there. Yeah, I so, just accidentally clicked it again. No, you're good. I'm just making sure I'm tracking. Um, the problem here for you, and even though normally you're pretty hardened, finding a body wouldn't be the worst thing that you've seen, you recognize this body, despite its condition. Um, this is your contact here, um, and this is very disturbing to find him in such a state. So I need you to roll 1d6 for your sanity loss, please. And you can do slash r space 1d6 if you want to. Yes, perfect. So you also lose four sanity. Beautiful. 
Welcome to the Four Sanity Club. <laughs> All right. So, of course, you don't have to share this, Vernon, but you do recognize this as Warren Thomas, um, someone who you expected to meet here at a later time. Um, but otherwise, what you both see is this horribly mangled body, which you could certainly investigate either by um, using things like first aid or medicine to try to figure out what happened to him. Um, or if you want to just say that you're looking around the body or, you know, not looting the body, but looking through effects, you can do that as well to see if you can find anything on him. I do both. Um, sure. I want to check his pockets and see, because, like, <laughs> I'm looking for something in particular. Ah, uh, I see. <laughs> um, sure, just let me know which one you're doing first, if you're investigating his condition or if you're looking for stuff. Let's make sure he's, like, I'm assuming he's properly dead based on oh, yeah. your description. No, he's absolutely dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to look and see... Um, if I can figure out what happened. That'd be first aid? First aid or medicine, whichever you prefer. Looks pretty bloody to me. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I will say, so at this point, you can either be like, not sure this is a mess and start rifling through his effects. That's perfectly fine. Um, if you want to push the roll, then uh, um, I will say that there is a chance you could injure yourself upon his broken form. Uh, but that's up to you. I mean, he looks dead to me. I don't know yeah. if uh, Rasmus can tell anything, but um, he's, he's dead. All right, so you want to just start rifling through his stuff instead? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to just start patting him down like a psychopath. Like, well, that's ghoulish. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Dead people don't need stuff. All right. Rasmus, you can, if you really want to, spend 16 points of luck. Uh, You know, that's always a thing, I suppose. You could push the roll. Again, same issue. If you really wanted to get in there and investigate... Um, there's a chance you could be injured um, upon his broken form or you can just leave it like he's dead I'm not sure how it happened totally up to you I'm no medic I don't think I'll figure this one out yeah you did confirm he is dead so great job Um, (laughs) (laughs) maybe you're slightly uh, distracted oh go ahead are there like specific wounds where you could be like that was a fucking shark bite you know kind of like that kind of role situation I would say if you want to use your like zoology skill or whatever you have if you got a hard success you might notice something in particular but it would have to be at least a hard success to get any good information <laughs> no dice to roll. Let's see it. Nope. 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 Oh, yeah. So you'd have to spend 
a heck of a lot of points uh, on this one. But yeah, you're just I don't think I have that much luck. <laughs> the darkness, because I don't think you guys brought a light out here or anything. It is lantern shattered. The change in the weather, how horrifyingly gross this is. Um, you're just not able to get any good information from this mangled body. Um, but Vernon, as you're padding worn down, um, <laughs> uh, you do find um, an empty holster on him, um, a badge for the Bureau of Investigation with his name and um, agent number on it, and um, you do see kind of underneath the body, like he fell on it, um, a revolver, a Smith & Wesson 38 Special, um, like kind of tangled up in his innards because of the way he fell. Um, and there are five live rounds remaining in it, should you want to retrieve it. Um, I will say that does mean that whatever was going on, he did get a round off before this happened. Um, but yes, that is what you find on his body proper. Jeez. Uh, oh, jeez. Uh, I'm gonna take the gun out of his v- viscera <laughs> and wipe it on my pant leg. <laughs> quick, quick, quit standing around staring. Uh, get, uh, get his gun. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, I don't... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now Vernon has two guns. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. Time for the dry heaving. Nice. Oh, I like the idea. Like the hammer snags on something and just draws like a ropey oh. kind of. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Length of mesentery or something now. <laughs> like what? What is that? What? Uh, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> and again, just to um, reiterate how fresh things are, as you retrieve the gun, everything is still quite warm and pliable. Um, so now it is up to you. The the tracks of the critters, whatever they were, do seem to get lost in the underbrush here. Um, you could continue to look around, go down the path. There are a number of other outbuildings out here, or you can head back in to uh, meet back up with your, your good friend, Klaus, the, uh, the fearful slash afraid of being wet. Uh, up to you. I'm not afraid, I'm cold. There's a difference. These tracks leading mm-hmm. to my bro came from the place that Klaus went into, right? That is correct. The start and creature prints did come from that direction. Booking it towards the house. Okay. All right. Vernon's got the gun, so I'm following him. Vernon's got both guns. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Guns. <laughs> <laughs> he is now guns akimbo running to the house. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight T posing it the whole way. Gun kata, like getting ready for it. All right. 
poor Rasmus like, could I, could I maybe if I could just no? Well, all right then. <laughs> all right. I'm um, quite I handy will. with a shooting iron myself. I mean, you know. I... Move y'all to the cave. There you go. All right. I would put you. The closest door is actually the kitchen door over here to where you were. Um, all right. Klaus, we're back to you. So you walked into the kitchen. The stove is still on. There is a steaming t- kettle on the stove. There's a broken chair and a puddle of blood. Um, let's see here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. All right, what would you like to do, um, having seen the state of this room? Um, I would actually like to um, carefully place the lantern that I took from the entryway mm-hmm. on the uh, down on the table. Sure. And remove my sodden overcoat and hang it on a hook near the stove to dry off or sure. something similar. And assuming that there is, even if there is a light already in here, mm-hmm. to see if I could um, light a, you know, take a, a punk from the wood box and light it on the stove to use it to light my lantern. Yeah, you don't need and to. And then I'm going to time. investigate the uh, signs of a struggle in the okay. corner. Um, there are a couple of things that you could do. If you want to look at kind of the situation with the broken chair and all that, that'd be an intelligence roll. If you wanted to look at the situation with the blood, that would be first aid or medicine. See, I have first aid. My medicine is abysmal. Uh, I'm just going to take a look at these signs of struggle, you know, and assuming and assume that the blood resulted from it. And I feel like I can tell if the blood is, you know, um, red or if it's more congealed and dried, you know, how fresh it is like mm. kind of for free, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't take necessarily a role to determine if something is wet or dry. I would say it's not dry, but if you wanted more information than that, you would have to make a role for okay. it. Okay, no, that's that's fair enough. Just what, what I can glean, does it look like it's something you could slip in or does it look like it's something that's been there and has dried for a while? It's all I'm trying to determine. Yeah. It seems as though it is you still roll around somewhat in it slick. While saying, yeah. <laughs> let me slip into something more comfortable. Like. <laughs> right. Okay. In the broken chair now. How you get so smart? All right. It looks like this chair was not broken by, let's say, um, a lack of repair and someone sitting in it who maybe ate too many clams or anything like that. It looks like this chair was straight up busted <laughs> for use as a weapon. Someone <laughs> someone straight up WWE'd this chair onto something I was else. just gonna say it's, uh, it's a WWE situation here. Yes. Yes. 
My intellect is a product of the superior Austrian public education system. I can tell that someone used this chair as a weapon, which perhaps resulted in this pool of blood. I like how you just narrate things to yourself. <laughs> like, no, yeah. else is no, he's he's actually saying these things out loud to himself as a a comforting sort of whistling in the dark kind of uh, coping mechanism. So I'm glad you observed that because that's exactly what's taking place uh, with this character. So as he's he's hunkered down, holding the lamp aloft, right. the the lantern aloft, to look at that and ascertain that situation. Then look around and hopefully he can deduce that since there is no uh, body or anything like that here, that the assailant and the victim seem to have uh, fled the scene subsequently um make a spot hidden so remember that door is closed right now yeah no um the blood's not just one puddle it kind of has a bit of splashiness and spreadiness to it but you're not really seeing a clear pattern right now perhaps because you're distracted by the sounds outside um so for Vernon and Rasmus. Um, you do see, as you're running back towards the lighthouse cottage, there is a door closer to you than the front door that Klaus went into. Um, and you do see that a light has come on in that room, and you can see a light moving around in that room as if there's someone inside. <laughs> Jesse's chewing, okay. so I assume. Yeah. <laughs> going for it. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Whatever throwing... killed him, I don't want to be anywhere yeah. near. <laughs> throwing the door open? Or do you, are you going past it because it looks like it's occupied or are you going into this door? Oh, into that one. Okay. Throwing the door open, you see Klaus, now coatless, um, hunched over a pool of blood with a shard of wooden chair in his hand and a lamp in the other hand. An oil lantern, yeah. specific, much like the shattered one near the corpse you encountered. Yeah. You're the erstwhile agent from but the you, Bureau you see of the, Investigation. The weird narrating Austrian uh, hunched over a pool of blood. With weapon in hand, right? With a, a, a shattered piece of chair in hand, yes. I'm going to take a step back. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you back. do hear the, <laughs> oh, the door out. fly open behind you because it opens in such a way that it would probably hit against the wall in the kitchen. So, mm. yeah, it, it's loud. It's it probably startles you a bit. What do you want to do? I mean, I'm sure I'll be quite startled. And so I will react accordingly and turn my head to look up at the... Uh, at the door as it slams open to see who is entering and uh i'll, I'll probably um lose my shit a little bit and say something like yes who who is there <laughs> like you know people say when they lose their shit <laughs> that's this dude's demeanor man his face is all fucked up and so all the nerves are severed and shit like that so it's like his reactions can't be 
they're always incongruous with his emotions and stuff like mm. that. So, you know, whereas a normal person would be like, shit, he's like, shit. <laughs> well, this part is up to y'all. Since you're interacting with each other, I can just hang out for a bit. Oh, oh there, yeah. Mr. Fuchs. <laughs> ah, yes. Rasmus. Welcome back to the cottage. As you can see, there has been some violence here, but I assure you I was not involved. This is the state of the room when I arrived. And I'll stand up and <laughs> toss the, the chunk of chair back down amongst its brethren on the floor. However, we could use this now for some more firewood. I'm sure everything outside is quite soaked. What of you? How did you fare on your duck chase? I just like look down at my hands covered in blood. <laughs> Holding a second bloody gun. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Snot and eyeballs hanging from your fucking elbows. (laughs) Like, everything went great. Uh, Brought you a postcard. (laughs) I think we found the owner of that. (laughs) It would appear as though there was a clear assailant and a victim. Somebody smashed someone else with a chair and then both victim and assailant subsequently fled there are also two bullet holes in the hallway apparently fired from the entrance to the lighthouse proper at the entrance for which i entered um how many bullets were missing from my gun that i got just the one, one bullet right? is missing interesting yeah, I figure when I heard that, I was like, ooh, interesting, because like he might have been like, pow, pow, and then like reloaded and then chased the thing and then got another shot off before meeting an untimely demise. Like there was one thing that lured him out, you know, clever girl style, and the other, like the rest of the pack ambushed him or something. Just player knowledge, you know, uh, table talk here. You know, Klaus has no idea about any of that, but I feel like that's what happened, which sounds awesome. (laughs) Do you see any bullets in those holes? I did not investigate so thoroughly, but I assumed that the gouges would still have the projectiles lodged inside. We can go investigate further if you wish. They're only in the hallway. I guess we're not going to, like, check for scrapes and fucking impact whatnot, so <laughs> never mind. <laughs> that, that's beyond the, my ken. <laughs> microscope and line up the, the grooves from the barrel and all that shit. Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> Actually. I, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to go check if there was any blood on the wall near the bullet holes. Um, so just to clarify, obviously from the kitchen by the pool of blood, there is a door leading out into the hallway, or you could go through the open door, which Klaus opened into the study and then into the hallway by the front door. It depends. I'm just wondering which way you want to go. I don't want to walk through the blood. point of fact, (laughs) I would have shut behind me. Oh, okay. Oh. I would have closed the door to the study behind me. So I wouldn't 
100 no, million percent. Okay. Well, didn't specify, but cool. Good to know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, little retcon going on. But, yeah. All right. Sorry. Then there are two closed doors. <laughs> One's by the puddle. It looks like it would lead to the the center part, the hallway of this cottage, and one to the north um, near the near the stove. I can fill everyone in on the architecture that I've ascertained, though. I can be like, behind me is a door to the study. I believe that's a door to the hallway. Actually, do we have any inkling that... uh, that our gun-toting Vernon has any kind of law enforcement background? Have you mentioned anything of your past? Because he does have the record. Or shown your badge, or right, you just smell like a fed. I don't think so, yeah. I just carry myself like a cop. <laughs> yeah. That guy's a cop. You're a fucking narc. <laughs> fucking <laughs> clocked you a mile away, bro. <laughs> I'm actually just going to chill then. (laughs) I'm going to let the the fuzz take care of this one. (laughs) No, seriousness, though. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know who either of you people are. I know there's a a gorgeous old cowboy and then, you know, and a a gun-toting American. That's about it. (laughs) Right, which seems like a normal American as far as you're concerned. So no idea what it could be up to. Fair enough. For those of you yeah, that I mean, are new to the kitchen, though, since you did just come in, just a reminder about what's in here. Um, oh. It gets all that's going. So, again, a sink with some dirty plates and a sauce pot in it, um, a table with chairs. One chair has obviously been broken. There is a pool of blood by the door um, that looks not dry. Um, there is uh, 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 a stove with a still warm kettle sitting on it, and um, there are you know various like kitchen drawers and cabinets and such. It's you know it's a kitchen. I'd like to start preparing tea for everyone. Nice mug of tea for everybody. Sort our thoughts, maybe regain some sanity. I think it might be wise to clear the area. Uh, There was an incident outside, very bloody, very gross. I think we should double check these rooms before. I think tea sounds great, but I think (laughs) we should probably make sure whatever did that isn't in here. Smart play. I see the wisdom of your words. I feel like you are suited to this task. Do either of you have any experience with handguns? How do you think I got these scars? I'm still an armistice (laughs) after all. I'm going to put the bloody handgun in Klaus's hand. I'm going to start making (laughs) my way into another room. All right. Well, Ooh. Klaus, if you'd like to make note of this on your combat tab, mm. you do have a 38 special with five rounds, and it does 1 oh, to yeah. 10 damage. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Point three eight one gun. 
skill. Handgun. All right, it does what damage, you said? 1d what? 1d10. 1d10. Excellent. Is there a range on this bad boy? I'm sure there is, but it will not come into play on this tiny... But who cares? All right, fantastic. So, Infinity, you can shoot the moon if you want to. (laughs) If you... (laughs) Point east and start blasting. (laughs) So anyway, I started blasting. (laughs) All right, cool. Duly noted. I mean, my handgun skill is 45. I'm playing this guy as an Austrian World War One veteran because World War One just ended eight years oh, ago. So <laughs> anyone from that part of the world pretty much was there. <laughs> so especially if you were, you know, male. Uh, so that's how he knows his at least which you know, and goes towards the bad guy and <laughs> how to load it, unload it, and cock it, etc. Uh, so, yeah. It's probably a bolt because we are in America, but the operating principles are largely the same. We drafted during World War I, right? Uh, yes. I was just actually reading up on this uh, because... I, uh, another character of mine is heavily influenced by that in another game. And uh, the U.S. entered World War One extremely late uh, in the conflict and blah, 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 so on and so forth, etc. But yes, but the draft was largely unnecessary because it was mostly volunteers. 1917. Oh, it was constantly upheld in 1918. Wow. All right. Mm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We entered late uh, 1917. Um, troops started arriving in mass in spring of 1917. And then armistice, of course, was fall 1918. So we weren't there very long. And then it was just a 20 year pause button <laughs> until the world blew up again in World War II. So that fuse is currently burning. Does anyone, I know class already tried, but does anyone want to do a first aid or medicine roll based on the uh, blood in the kitchen? Or would you all like to move on with your investigation? Heck, why not? Oh, god damn. We're we're all like, (laughs) looks like blood. (laughs) It's blood, guys. So blood. All right. All I can tell you is that it is wet. I think the owner of that's out in the bushes. <laughs> All right. Well, where would y'all like to go from here? This kitcheny room. Um. I f- so I feel like I've already been through the study, so I could tell everyone that. I entered through the study. It appeared quite empty. If we wish to clear the rest of the building, we should perhaps proceed into the hallway. Yeah. And gesture at the the hallway door. People in the study, but you didn't really look at it much other than that. But if you are just trying to clear the building for the terms of safety, then yes, it was clear. I mean, if there was a weird Murloc guy hiding under 
the bookcase or something like that. You know, I didn't look. I just walked through and didn't see anyone, but I wasn't looking. So there could be someone in there. But Klaus thinks, you know, I walked through, didn't see anything, it was empty. So, you know, study handled. So let's, uh, yeah, that's why he's suggesting we go out and gesturing towards the hallway door next to the wool of blood and see what else we can find. Sounds good. All right. So uh, if you leave out through the kitchen hallway door, let me just move these to the hummock layer. All right. Um, what you would notice here is that um, blood, much like the pool of blood in the kitchen, is splashed about in this area as if it was going either from the kitchen or towards the kitchen where it bled more. Um, but related blood happened here. You also see um, a small collection of three sort of garish, large golden coins in the hallway. Oh, man. I feel like Klaus would almost pounce upon those because that's why he's here. If you'd like Antique to make an gold coins. roll to see if they're legit. Oh, there you go. Success. Um, with your appraise, you identify that the coins are made of solid gold. All right. Um, picking one up probably to assess it for your appraisal, you <laughs> notice that um, there is an obelisk of some sort depicted on one side of the coin, um, and the other side is covered in strange sigils and designs that you don't immediately recognize. Mm. Okay. So I can't wield the uh, the handgun and the lantern and pick up the coin. So I feel as though I would put the lantern down on the floor somewhere like here, maybe near that wall by that yeah. corner sure. by the door to pick up the coin. You want me so to now hold I'm that? holding. <laughs> Ah, yes, light is always a blessing in the darkness, if you would be so kind. And then holding up the coin and appraising it, then I would do the internal monologue externally, like mannerism that Klaus has. For once in his miserable life, Cassidy was not lying. Hmm, it appears as though he's authentic. I'll pocket the one, but leave the other two, because now is not a time to be greedy. <laughs> Greed right. is not among my many flaws. Well, you're in the hallway. There's two gold coins still left on the floor. You saw Klaus pick one up. Um, there are two other rooms off the hallway besides the study and the kitchen. Um, if you wanted to check those out as part of clearing the area. Otherwise, there are the steps up to the main lighthouse building, um, and of course the spiral steps that lead up to the lighthouse rooms proper. I would gesture towards the other closed doors and inform my party that I have no idea what's beyond those doors. I did not take the opportunity to explore further than the study and the kitchen when you burst in upon me in the kitchen if you recall from a moment ago 
That's a bold move, stealing in front of a cop. <laughs> <laughs> I would argue that I did not steal this, that I merely found it. Ernest's going to pick up one of the coins and put it in his pocket. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I mean, <laughs> He's like, I, I like the cut of your jib, <laughs> you kraut bastard. School ain't free. <laughs> Snatch that last one. <laughs> All right. Each of you has one of these apparently gold coins. Um, if any of you have, um, if want to look at them further, uh, you could use, let's see here. Uh, uh, uh. Obviously, praise has already happened, but occult to try to identify sigils, art and crafts, or natural world um, to get more information about the theming of the designs of the coins. But again, not required, just if you're curious. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anything about the occult. Yeah, Vernon's like, I'm here for the guns. <laughs> I get the guns. I track the things. I get the guns. Yes. That was so you could close. use luck for that, man. Yes, yes. Yeah, spending one. Push that shit. For sure. Alright. So Jesse's spending one luck for Rasmus to get a success on a cult. Um, you note, and maybe it's just because of the travel that you've done as part of your research, um, the sigils don't, like, have specific meaning to you, but you recognize them as similar to those used by remote religious tribes in the South Seas. Well, these ain't from around here. All right. Where to next? Well, in the interest of efficiency, I think uh, Klaus would just check out the nearest door across the hallway directly. Yeah. Open it on up. So you open the door to what is functionally a, a decently large larder. Um... This is nothing strange in here, but you do note that there's enough dry goods and preserved goods to safely uh, maintain a group of people living here for a few months should they be cut off from supplies from the mainland. Ah, yes, a warm meal and a hot cup of tea. Just the thing we need right now. Looking at the the flour and the beans and canned corn. (laughs) Pickled green beans and whatnot. Yes, pickled, pickled various whatever. Mmm, pickled eggs. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. I like where your head's at. flour and sugar tins of tea a few bottles of rum perhaps yeah a whole Costco pack of Slim Jims you know mm-hmm. anything you could mm-hmm. possibly need <laughs> all 
there's nothing living in this larder. Uh, if you'd like to make a spot hidden roll, you can do so. I always want to make and fail a spot hidden. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Klaus is examining some pickled eggs. Um, mm. The rest of you are, are carefully searching the room, especially having an idea of maybe the the size of the creatures that you were tracking before, but you don't see anything in here, and it doesn't look like this place has been disturbed. It's all set up and ready to go for whoever is supposed to be manning the lighthouse. Perhaps if we had spent more time pickling eggs and less time pickling cabbage, we would have fared better in the war. All right, and on we go to the... uh, (laughs) And on that note... (laughs) Klaus, no filter Fuchs. (laughs) Why didn't he? I didn't know Sumu was out here, so right on. Uh, You have the cat. A strange twist of fate. Mm -hmm. Reversal of fortune. Okay. On our way to the bunkhouse dun yeah. dun dun so the last closed door on in the cottage area of the lighthouse is for the bunk room um, in the bunk room there are three very neatly made beds um, there's a large pile of books stacked tidily in one corner of the room there are three large cupboards um, it looks like one belonging to each bed um, and uh, yeah so you could certainly look around should you want to thank you barbarians for listening to part one of our test game in the lightless beacon a call of cthulhu scenario join us next week for part two if you'd like to support what we do or want access to extras like video versions available the same week as the podcast, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash justbarbarianthings. We used tabletop audio for our game sound during this test game. Check them out at tabletopaudio.com for free music and ambiance for use in your own games. Links to everything I've mentioned and more can be found in the description. Until next time, barbarians, spend your rage wisely.